going on y'all hella black 69 back at it again coming live from delincey's backyard on this one you know we continue to address the importance of mutual aid and community and keeping black folks alive during this pandemic and we also address how capitalism will continue to fail us while niggas need to divest from that shit hope y'all enjoy it So 69 to have a black, you feel me? We outside with it, you know, you know the vibes. You can hear the wind, you can hear the seagulls, you can hear the train and shit. <laughs> we just giving it the best that we got, y'all. You know, it's a social distance podcast now. We yeah. six feet away. The wind is blowing. I can't, I can't go to Blake's house because that requires me to catch a lift. Um... There's a lot of germs and lifts. You know, no telling who's been riding in them, so he's been having to come to me if you wonder why. Yeah, so that we were at my house in the last episode, and we're at my house today. And the best setup for us is in my backyard, which is why we keep being driven outside. <laughs> <laughs> if you a long-term hella black listener, though. This is nothing new. It like, ain't nothing new. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I know for us, we're not the listener, so I, I be feeling like, you know, for me recording it, I don't be tripping off having to do it outside. But for the audio experience, for the listener, I often wonder. But I mean, I, I don't know. If y'all tell us, at this point, we just giving y'all what we can give y'all. If y'all saying, like, nigga, don't record unless y'all can give us high quality, top tier content with no background noises, then, you know, we'll see y'all after the shelter in place is removed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see y'all niggas in September. <laughs> but. You know, I don't know. I feel like, you know, you keep practice, treat it like it's one of those little meditations y'all be doing and shit. Yeah. You know? Home. Maybe having a little, <laughs> the little noises and stuff. Or I feel like, and even in long form podcasts, you, you often hear people break away from the, they're like, you know, break away from the in-studio recordings into like live interviews, right? Where yeah. Are, and so you hear the sound, you hear. Just act like this is a long form, highly produced podcast. You know, it is what it is. It's hella black. Yeah. We just make shit shake, regardless of the circumstance. You feel me? So if you've been rocking with us, <laughs> you've been through a, you've been through all the audio issues that we've had. You've been through the little tiny microphones and shit. But you know, it is what it is. But shout out to all the patrons. You feel me? Patreon.com/slash HellBlackPod. Appreciate y'all for fucking with us for real, especially you know, in this time and still giving us money and supporting our work. Definitely appreciate it. So tap in with our Patreon. Patreon.com/slash HellBlackPod. Extended content, a whole bunch more shit. So tap in with that for sure. Like us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, you feel me? Rock with us, you feel me? Spotify. Wherever you listen to a podcast, we probably there. And if we're not, talk to management. This, I'm going to say this. It's important that y'all continue to support us. One, because we appreciate it greatly. For two, I know y'all getting tired of seeing. This is what the quarantine has showed me. That there are, people always say that the podcast industry is watered down, that the talk show industry is watered down. And I finally got to see that. There's a lot of bullshit being pumped through the airwaves. There's a lot of people talking about nothing. It's at a full-time high right now, especially, too, like... Because motherfuckers ain't got number time. Niggas just talking, niggas saying everything, everything go, every single fucking, you know, conspiracy theory is there. Like, propaganda is at a full-time high right now, you feel me? Like, niggas... Saying the most wild shit, trying to blame China for everything. Like, bro, it's, it's a time to really support radical shit. It's, you feel it's, me? If content. there ever wasn't a time, now, <laughs> now it, here it is. Like, help, like, just stay patient with us through this time as we just try to get y'all this political education, this safe black space, this creative black space as best we can. Like, please, y'all stay patient. I know y'all hear shit in the background. Like, we, we don't have the resources that other podcasts have, period, don't. Period, point blank. We don't have that. We don't have it. We don't have a studio. Niggas can barely afford to pay their own rent. We don't have a studio. We don't have access to 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 a quiet space. This is literally us doing the best that we can to pump political education to the masses. Black radical polit- political education to the masses. So if you can stomach through this, um, I appreciate it. If not, you know, consider it an IOU. <laughs> if any niggas leave, if any nigga leaves Patreon, like oh the last two episodes have been all, 
have been outside, I can't fuck with them. They didn't support us in the first place. Yeah, you feel me? So I'm, I'm gonna take that. I, I really, I feel like our our real supporters, our core supporters, are niggas who going like, bro, they support the podcast for the political education and you know just to boost our platform as radical black content creators. So I just wanted to put that out there. But as I said that to myself, I would like to think that you know we got a real solid. Um, group of listeners and folks that support us that are just like you know we going to weather the storm with y'all we know y'all Facts. niggas just trying yeah. niggas fresh off work you feel me <laughs> me and my nigga both had panic attacks today <laughs> get silly like sh- like niggas have no idea yeah. <laughs> like niggas is out a lot here. of shit be going into it yeah and I think sometimes it's hard even for us to recognize all the shit that be going into it too you know it's like niggas have already had a fucking full ass day even though it's you know quote unquote work from home all that shit like Anxiety and don't stop. <laughs> That's for sure. Not I don't know all. about you, but my anxiety has just been even higher. Yeah. Amongst this time right now, all this shit going on. Yeah. But I don't know. For me, it's yeah, my sh- my shit is you would I, like I've been thinking to myself like you would think work from home means like shit dies down. Um, but nah, it's I feel like I'm down there working more. Cause there aren't any restraints, right? Like, there's no time for me to take for there's no commuting time, right? Like, I'm not getting on the bus, getting on the train, going to my yeah. job. Not, you just be no, waking up and going like, to I it. Just get get straight to it. Um, the gym's not open, so like it's just a bunch of things that are that are yeah. lending to me doing the overworking. So yeah, I, I in my mind, and then you add, then you you know add in the fact that like niggas outside world is like shifting with every little minute. Um. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what I thought was gonna happen when they when they said I was gonna be able to work from home yeah. and the shelter in place um, happened, but it has not been going the way that I thought it would at all. But yeah, no, I feel you on that. I think especially, I think both of us are very like highly routine people. Yeah, as well. So breaking the routine and being out in a new routine and having to find a new routine and new ways and new methods to. To get shit done, but also to keep our own selves healthy. You feel yeah. me? Physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever. You feel me? It's like that's been the biggest adjustment for me. Is like, damn, niggas got to get back into some type of schedule. You yeah. feel me? To actually feel the best I can feel. You know, because the gym for me was a big ass way I could uh, de-stress, check out of the world for like an hour, hour and thirty, whatever. You feel me? And now it's like ah. Uh, can't do that, you feel me? <laughs> like, but yeah, and I, I, you know, I think niggas have found their ways to survive in our normal f- routines that you know helped us get through capitalism, and now it's like, how do we survive in a way that's, you know, that's that's pretty new to us. Uh, Facts. Yeah, it's wild, bro. It really is. Like, it, the world can just shift just like that. You know, I think we've said that before, too, on the podcast, earlier episodes. Like, shit can change real fast, you feel me? You yeah. know, in, in the way our lives are. Yeah. And this is, like, a, a perfect example, unfortunately, you know, of how things can change. And, you know, the shit we've always been saying about capitalism, like, seeing it happen in fruition, too. You know? So, I think that's, that's wild. So, for this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about... You know, COVID nineteen, just kind of as a follow up to our last episode, talking about mutual aid, yeah. um, and just kind of exposing what is happening right now. You feel me? Yeah. And, and providing analysis, but you know, before we get into that, you know, we gotta we gotta bring some joy, some black joy. You know what I'm saying? Into the situation. So I hope you all is taking time to still still find joy. You feel me? And to to recognize the joy that you is having, if you having it, you know, and if you ain't having joy yet, like. Try to think about some ways you feel me you could you could tap into it and doing something intentional to you know find some joy in this time of high stress of anxiety of you know panic in a lot of ways and adjusting to this you know new way of life for now you know so yeah what was black joy for you ever any moments you thinking about uh, when's the last time we recorded? And if, we did that live stream episode. And I was like, yeah. So I think last week I went and I chilled with my grandma on her front porch. Um, and 
Yeah, that was just a good time. We we drank some wine. We FaceTimed my aunt that lives in Jersey. Um, we had we had originally planned to go for a walk that day, but on my walk to her house, it started raining. Um, so, yeah, we just ended up chilling on the porch, and it was smooth. I I don't know. Any anytime I go to my grandma's house, you know my family sold a bunch of property over there, so. It can be a bit of a trigger, but this time I found a lot of joy in that moment, right? We we, we reminisced on how black the neighborhood used to be, and it's wild, bro, because I'm talking to my granny, and she's just, like, so welcoming to her new white neighbors, and I'm just like, bro, like, these niggas are the reasons, like, yeah, these, these niggas these created the conditions for us to sell, yeah. like, for, for our family to feel pressed to, to sell, right? Or, And, I mean, I guess that just comes up. Like, we talk about... There was just a conversation, I think, um, there was, like, some some discourse going on on Twitter around, like, black elders and shit. And I think we might have been talking about it on Sunday at the program around, like, they've just seen so much. They always have the, the necessary perspective, the perspective that's needed to continue to go on with their lives, right? So I'm like, my grandma's, like, has just been welcoming to the change. Cause like, what is her? Like, nigga, I live here. You don't, like... If I walked around as mad as you all day, like I will fucking lose it over here. Like yeah. I wouldn't be able to last. And she's just, as someone who's, you know, like she's she's been in that house for sure since she was born, I believe, right? Like that, I think that that house has been in my family for like sixty five years or so, seventy years. Um, so yeah, it was just wild. As like we're going down memory lane, and, and like in my mind, I'm thinking about like Dennis' neighbor used to be black, and she got me so fucked up. You know, like she got me hot. And she just like waving to her neighbors, oh, this is my this is my grandson. Then I'm gonna introduce me to these crackers. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but like, bro, that's her community. It's so wild, bro. Like, uh, um, it's dinner making me happy thinking about if my grandma can find joy in the. Yeah, ever still finding that joy, in, you know? the, in the midst of that, you know. That's and it's not some joy that's like ignorant as bliss type shit, right? Yeah. Like, this is a woman who you feel me lived through all that shit, like lived right. through, um, you know. The black power movement So she not like She's not um, She obviously know What's going on Yeah And she knows yeah. about Gentrification You feel me Like she not She not blind to it at all But um, For her to know Exactly what's going on Around her and, yeah. to, and to still choose Peace When she can Try to find the happiness Was hella admirable Like yeah. you know I'm just like damn Like that's like I didn't think about that till as, as as we processing it Yeah um, So yeah I know I went off On a tangent but Chilling, uh-huh. chilling with my grandma, drinking wine on the porch is lit. Yeah, no, that reminded me of a story one of my students was telling me that say like their neighborhood is like gentrifying in Inglewood and shit, and like she go back home and then there's white people right next to her, and her parents are saying hi, and she's like, "Why the fuck are you saying hi to these white people? Like, what the fuck, yeah. <laughs> you know?" Like, <laughs> yeah. Nah, it makes sense. What about you? Shit, you know, my birthday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every season still, still in effect. You know, we struggling right now in every season. <laughs> But you know, birthday is always, always you know, good time. You know, hear from people I love, talk to people I love. My mom made me my birthday cake, so I've been eating that like every day. <laughs> so that shit been cool. But yeah, definitely birthday. That was cool. You know. Yeah. We also been doing a lot of good shit with PBO, so we was out there that morning as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, birthdays sometimes that can be tough. I don't know if you ever have felt that way about past birthdays, or sometimes for me it's like a, a reminder of a lot of trauma and shit like that. Yeah. But I think I've found ways, as I've, you know, like 25, 26, 27, I've been able to find ways to, like, celebrate myself, you feel me, and and not have my birthday be attached to trauma. So I feel like I've been improving, yeah. you know, so I found joy in just, like, my own, I guess, improvement of how I view my birthday and not letting it make me sad and shit like that, you know? Yeah. I used to feel like hella pressure on my birthday to like feel good. Yeah, like you're supposed to be hella happy. Like, but it's then my if birthday, you think about it, if it's your day, like, you should be able to, to feel how you want to feel. Yeah, it should be however <laughs> you want it to feel. So, yeah, to answer your question, I for sure have felt a way about my birthday in the past. But, you know, I'm glad you enjoyed your shit. That's important. Yeah. The, the rate that we going, you know, if motherfuckers don't take this. This virus Serious enough I'm gonna be spending my birthday In the house too Bruh <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
the rate we go, nigga, if niggas keep prioritizing capital over people. Yeah, we gonna, we for sure going to have an Aries, Aries uh, B-Day turn up in July, though. Some shit June. I don't know. I don't know what seasons. I know Cancer's around there and Wheel season around then, too, but. Yeah. <laughs> Aries is gonna find a way to throw a big ass party in the summer. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be hella parties. I feel like in the summer if this shit actually passes, like yeah, we laughing and shit. We don't know the fuck a real possibility. A very real possibility. Uh, but yeah, Black Joy. Hope y'all been finding moments to have joy, to share joy. And you know, if you've had some joy this week, tweet at us at Hell Black Pod. You feel me? Share your Black Joy with us. You know. We we're saying that we're going to kind of, um, I guess, provide more insight or, like, touch on the, our previous episode, right? That was that centered mutual aid um, and something that I thought would be dope and necessary um, is why we consider people's breakfast to be mutual aid, right? Um because definitely like, by but like by definition right mutual aid is like it's a reciprocal act right and like that's what it is by definition I, and i have my reasons as to why i think pbo is um a mutual aid thing and then maybe you could i'm sure your, yours will align with mine you might be able even to elaborate um but like so yeah by definition if mutual aid is supposed to be something that's reciprocal right like you give me bread and then exchange i give you a ride to go pick up your medication right like yeah. that could be that's mutual aid right there with us and people's breakfast programs i mean and people's uh people's breakfast oakland we give food and resources to the houseless community and we for one don't expect anything back from them and i think at first glance it looks like we don't get anything back from them yeah. but what i was saying as to why i consider people's breakfast um you know, mutual aid is because for me, the survival, you know, contributing to the survival of poor black folks is a reciprocal. Um, and I, I think I think them surviving is where I get is where the relationship becomes reciprocal. Right. Because it's like you can't like them by them being alive, we're able to keep the the dream. If that's what you want to call it a black liberation <laughs> and black freedom alive, yeah. right? And even just on like a local tip, you feel me? We yeah. always say we want to keep Oakland black. Yeah. By keeping our community By alive black and that's something alive, we want. Right? We want to see black people. We want to see black people doing healthy. So that, and that's, and that's where it's like, yeah. So that's where I was like, you yeah. know, it's important to have this conversation with, with Ty. Um, and he was just saying how like, you know, sometimes people, use words in the ways that they aren't necessarily and like you know people don't use words for what they mean and i'm like yeah i could i could for sure um that that for sure makes sense to me but this is so for anyone that's wondering why we call ppo mutual aid it's because like although these niggas you know the houseless community might not be giving us rides or you know ex there's not an exchange in labor quote unquote i guess um which is like debatable um for me, it's about where we get the, where the shit becomes reciprocal is them staying alive. Yeah. You know, fucking keeps the possibility of black liberation, of black freedom, you yeah. know, alive. You know, I think with organizing too, for me, like, I got into organizing because I had, I felt like I had love for people, but I had a lot of anger too. You feel me? Mm -hmm. I'm like, Fuck the police, you feel me? Fuck all this racism. Fuck all this capitalism bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I had a lot of that anger, but I think for me, PBO was about how do I redirect, you feel me? Yeah. And in a lot of ways, organizing has helped me become a better person. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, even though I'm not necessarily getting a, I don't know. I mean, maybe you are. A, like a, it's, a it's, material it's, good yeah. back, right? I'm like, it's helping me as a person too, yeah. which is reciprocal. Yeah. You know, but I think even the term, you know, mutual aid, you know, that you was writing about. Yeah. Right. Like that shit has been going on for centuries. You yeah. feel me? Like black people been practicing mutual aid. We just might never called it that. I yeah. don't even know if when we, I know for me, I didn't know what mutual aid was when we started PBO. Yeah. Like that term, even like that's a newer term that I've, I've learned. That's what's just something I've learned like in the last year or so maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think to that point it's like, 
it's mutual aid because we are receiving something back and it doesn't have to be material and if you organize them for people you shouldn't just be thinking about like what do i receive back yeah you feel me because yeah. that's not what real organizing and liberation is about you i know, mean we want freedom we yeah. want to receive freedom at some point yeah. right and that's what we're building towards liberation yeah. but like niggas shouldn't go into something like what can i get out of it yeah you know what i'm saying and that is kind of how i feel about organizing yeah you know and I, I just think that in terms of like i think even people that practice mutual aid don't go into it with the theme of like okay now i'm gonna be able to get back something from this person you know like mutual aid is just ha- like again it's just something that we've built our 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 lives on you feel me as a, as a means to survival but like even when i lend a hand to someone when i do receive a hand i'm not thinking when i do receive you know when someone lends a hand to me who might not be the same person i lended a hand to in my mind i'm not like doing something thinking that um you know i'm gonna get something in return so Thanks. i think even the the concept of mutual aid is even the ways in which folks approach it isn't rooted in you know being focused on the reciprocal acts yeah. I think it's like niggas just go into it like I'm doing for them, they doing for me at some point, you know what I'm saying? But it's not like I'm getting involved in this so that I can yeah. get something in return. Facts. And I think it just mutual aid, why it's important too, is it also, I think people might downplay mutual aid in some ways, right? Like, oh, you're just helping somebody. Like, you know, I, I think a lot of times we try to make the distinction with PBO, like, bro, this isn't charity, this is yeah. political work. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I think the importance of mutual aid is, like, you is literally actually beginning to build relationships with people you might not have actually built a relationship with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, when it comes to politics or a political movement, like, people are already going to know you. Like, okay, yeah, this is what's happening. You already have that connection built. Like, yeah. you know, niggas want to tell talk about telling people to vote all the time and all that shit. It's, like... You just gonna knock on the door, you know, like them uh, the white women who came to your door telling you to, to vote for Warren. Yeah. But like, they ain't ever gonna come back. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They ain't ever gonna like actually like quote working. unquote build community. Yeah. Though, it's not our community, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I think it's just super important, and it's political, especially when we see people every day, average people, working class people poor people figuring out ways to make solutions to the epidemic the pandemic that we're we're facing right now like it gives us the opportunity to expose like why are we paying taxes for a government that isn't doing shit for us right now we got cops roaming the streets you feel me giving people's tickets and shit like that but are they actually you know we know they don't serve and protect, but if they actually were serving and protecting, they should be actually delivering food to people. This delivering food yeah. to the elderly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's really going to... That's why mutual aid is political work, because it exposes the contradictions of this white supremacist capitalist we've been state. we've been told for so long that if you invest in the system, the system will protect you. Yeah. And like, when you need it now, when you need it most, that shit is nowhere to be found. <laughs> or no, it's not nowhere. To, like, we we expected this to happen, right? Like, yeah. But... For the folks that have again have bought in to the system and been told like, bro, pay your taxes, feel me, <laughs> uh, you know, go to work, right, work your it, nine to five, you feel me, work your nine to five, invest in this shit, it's put your money in your four hundred one, whatever it is. If there are some folks that have done capitalism right to the T, you know, there there are some like non wealthy folks who have literally done what they're supposed to and, and kept their quote unquote head down. You feel me? Put themselves up by them bootstraps and now look at you. Nothing to show for it, bro. And they're trying to take your boots. Because there is no winning in this system. Because this system is an equitable system. Facts. There is no. No matter how many. No matter how. No matter. No matter what you do. This system is not designed for the masses. Yeah. To win, and we know the masses don't make up the one percent. Facts. My nigga. So. <laughs> I mean, in this pandemic, the wealthy have shown you exactly what they care about. They care about their Instagram posts, flexing their yachts. They flex their pools. You feel me? Like, that's what they be doing right now. And the these motherfuckers is all the doing these intact. little fucking TikTok songs, singing the next verse and shit. Nigga, open your TikTok wallet, nigga. Pay up. Come here. Open your purse. You know? So I think it's even exposing this, like, celebrity culture, too, right now. You feel me? Like, these motherfuckers is asking for donations, nigga. You are a multimillionaire. You feel me? So I, I, I think it's, and we got to expose these things too, bro. It's like, you know, you've also seen discourse around like billionaires donating twenty five million. People saying like, it's twenty five million. What have you donated? And somebody bro, making, I seen that tweet. I was like, to make the point like, dog, that's like you giving five dollars. Like it's a moral thing at this point. Like if we, even if you just want to be like, okay, like 
it's if if since you want to make it about morals by saying, well, what have you given, my nigga? You have the potential to give a dollar and you give ten cent. And the, and these fuckers ain't you know, that's propaganda too, right? It's capitalist propaganda. It's the same way, like, oh, we gave twenty five million dollars, and to everyone like us, that's a lot of money, right? But that's five dollars compared to us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like. That really is not shit. And what is actually those donations doing? You know, so you had $25 million, I believe, you know, like the Gates, Bill Gates and the Zuckerbergs and shit. Bezos. You know, they're actually, they're funding research, but you don't think they have control on some of that research and what happens with that research? They're creating their own research tanks. What does that mean? If you create your own research tank, you're creating another whole business. Nigga, that's a whole other tax-deductible write-off that you have. <laughs> not just, and tax, guess, de- not guess just what? tax deductible, nigga. That's just a whole other form of income you finna get. If you find, you know, a, a cure to this virus, and it's the Gates and the, the Zuckerbergs finding the cure, and they had their money involved in the cure, guess who's going to have some ownership over it? <laughs> it can determine how it's distributed and how much it costs. And nigga, when you, bro, there, there was one company, um, damn, I hate citing. Just keep going, because I don't want to cite until I, and, I, and I can't find the tweet, because I should have. But, I mean, I think that's the point. It's like, we got to really investigate and think about what the fuck this shit is. You know what I'm saying? I can't just take some shit on face value. Like, yeah, they they donated $25 million, but what's the, what's the fucking red lining behind it? No pun intended. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how is this actually going to help people? And it's, it's, yeah, it might help people, but it's ultimately going to help their pockets and make them more and more wealthier. You feel me? So I think that's the first shit to investigate. But even you look at, <laughs> you have fucking Jeff Bezos, nigga, asking for people to donate to Amazon's fund. Like this nigga got enough money to, to literally shift the world, to shift the world economy, and to he's shift the, macri- the material to conditions donate, of people in the world. Like that ain't even no, you feel me, that is just like it ain't like a pastor asking for money and you know putting it towards their bands in the church. It's it's just literally a fucking the richest man, the wealthiest man in the fucking world asking people to donate to Amazon, bro. I mean, we, while Whole, Whole Food Workers is on strike right now for hazard pay, you feel me, and not having protected gloves, protective equipment, you feel me, not being able to take pay time off or having to take PTO if they get sick yeah. from actually working and doing the work that is needed for society to survive we talked about this last week right in terms of like there have already been so many things where the where the wealthy where celebrities have proven over and over again that they will only do the bare minimum so it's kind of ridiculous of us to expect them to do something different facts like nigga like like bro poverty is a pandemic my nigga like this shit just been around forever and niggas choose every day to ignore it yeah you feel me like nigga, like there are so many we talk about this but there are so many there have been so many opportunities pre-covid 19 for celebrities to do more than the bare minimum and they for the wealthy to do more than the bare minimum and they choose not to because they don't give a fuck about us and there's never going to be nothing to and the pandemic ain't changing it either there's, there, there's nothing you can do to make this they're just gonna make their tiktok that's how much they care and this is like this is what what, what i'm hoping the covid 19 crisis does does do for people because you see you feel me White-collar workers starting to organize rent strikes and shit because they realize, like, oh, I actually am living check to check. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I don't understand. Like, you do your books. You know damn well you can't afford to live a month without, you feel me, without a check. But for some reason, you know, I guess it's, you know, classism does a number on motherfuckers. It makes you delusional. <laughs> like capitalist propaganda. <laughs> this shit, it makes you delusional, Capitalist right? propaganda really got people thinking thinking they're middle class all the time they're poor, bro. So yeah, what, what, what I think, and I think Q... Q made a made a point to something different as far as like why we have to like divest from celebrity, right? But what I'm hoping that I'm not hoping that the wealthy get their eyes woke, open their eyes. Is the wealthy know like for people to think that the wealthy have like some type of blinder on and they just are like so caught up in their richness that they don't understand that people out here struggling? No, how do you think they make their money? They're the ones. They Jeff understand Bezos, it. The nigga that's like you just said that's asking motherfuckers to donate 25 million or asking motherfuckers to donate money is the same people whose workers are constantly going on strike. Who motherfucking standing up hours and hours at a time at that at that fucking factory and not using the bathroom? This motherfucker asking for donations. <laughs> so he, he's the wealthy are very aware yeah. of the role that they play in oppression, right? What I'm hoping is that motherfuckers start realizing they are oppressed. Like that's what I'm hoping the COVID nineteen shit. Because you know, it, again, all these isms, you feel me? All the capitalist propaganda, you know what I'm saying? Got people thinking that 
they're closer to the 1% than they are to poverty. When data shows that's not the case Thanks. at any given time. Over 50% of Americans can't afford uh, $500, $500 crisis. crisis. You feel me? And <laughs> the government's going to give you $1,200 and this shit has no end in sight. You Maybe me? in June, if that. So that's what I'm hoping, my nigga. And we've seen it, right? So what I'm hoping is that when... Because they always say, oh, things can't go back to normal. Y'all be... Like, people say it's, things are not going to go back to normal. My nigga, I don't... Like, again, there have been so many things. There have been so many things that could have been shifted the tide that haven't caused it yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that just speaks to the point of political education. That's what I'm, and I'm, why this shit matters bro, to the fucking T, bro. Like, this is a time for organizers to start pumping this nigga R <laughs> radical it, propaganda down these niggas' throats, Because you know bro. the fucking capitalist propaganda is at a full-time fucking high, you feel me? So if we ain't counteracting the bullshit every single day, day in and day out, nigga, we know what's going to happen after this is ended. Yes, they're going to be a recession, but, you know. Who's affected in the recession, my nigga? This is what I like. I, I don't understand. People are like, it's about to like, nigga, who you think going to be the one struggling? Us, nigga. These <laughs> niggas have, these niggas are still, if motherfuckers, these niggas are still having money from slavery, who do you think is going to struggle during this they shit? They still going to have money from slavery, nigga. And guess what they're going to have money from? COVID-19 as well. Because disaster capitalism is going to play an effect. And we've already seen it starting to play an effect. You feel me? Niggas trying to monopolize the market. With a virus drug, right? The government racing to get, you know, the antiviral shit before China gets a vaccine so they can sell it, right? We're seeing all this shit happen right now. What do we think is happening with the stock market? You feel me? They're putting $1.3 trillion, you know, stimulus money into it. Who are they doing that for? Niggas They're doing it for the corporations, the corporations, nigga. They ain't saving your ass, nigga. They're saving corporations. Man, we've been and then they buying up the stocks, you feel me? All these rich, wealthy people. We they gonna buy up we all the stocks because the shit is so low. We've been who run the country, my nigga. We've been. We saw all these fucking politicians. Government is a farce, my nigga. Selling off their <laughs> stock, you feel me? Right <laughs> off before all this shit crashed. So it just shows you that the American government has been complicit in COVID nineteen, knew about COVID nineteen, knew what was gonna happen to this country, and found ways to profit, just like they've been doing from the very fucking beginning. And this is like this is how you separate conspiracy from fact. Look at the history, my nigga. Like this is how like like this might like this is a conspiracy, dog. This is like history if you just read something. It should just you, repeating you make, itself. There, and there, it, it there just looks a, different, but it's repeating itself time and time again, nigga. White supremacy like a fucking rat wheel, nigga. Should just keep going in a fucking circle. Might bro. be a different rat, but that rat wheel is still the same. I feel like I don't know if the, we should have forgive us. Well, forgive me. I don't know. You might be able to just spout shit off the top of your head, right? But as we talk about this being a time where we have to radicalize folks, um, I guess we should be telling them like what 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 text they should read, what what places they should be getting information from, right? So that you can yeah, the first place you can get some info from helloblackpod.com. <laughs> we got sixty eight episodes for you, Bruh, Oh God. <laughs> 60, we got a whole syllabus for niggas, bro. You we got an audio syllabus of that audio, audio dope, man. We, we talked about the book, What is Marxism, though, right? Yeah, What is Marxism all about? You feel me? You could tap in with that art shit. Like that, I would say start with that book. You feel me? I'm because it gives. pin tweet it right now, too. Yeah. So if you follow me. Start off with that shit. It's on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash hellblackpie. That's a great resource to understand capitalism and the functionality of capitalism. And it isn't, you know, like Marx and Lenin. That shit can be very super hard to read. It put it in the most simplest terms. You feel me? So tapping with that, it's, it's a great. It's to my profile on Twitter. What's your Twitter? D U H L E N C Y. Delinsy. Go. Because like this is the perfect time. And I, what I love about the What Is Marxism book is that shit addresses all angles, bro. It talks about sexuality, gender, fucking work. You feel like the, the, work, the working class, bruh. the so-called middle class. You gotta educate niggas. <laughs> like, hey, look at you. See how we're you see. Where they talk and they talk about the wealthy, so you're able to be like, you see, you don't, you don't identify none of your identities align with this shit right here. <laughs> this is what you are, my nigga, at the bottom of the food chain, or else, you know. Again, I want to have faith. I want to faith in what that people will come out of this COVID nineteen shit. With a new like class consciousness, yeah, or you know they'll be uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause, sorry, go ahead. Nah, cause I'm like that's that's the only, like that's that's the only feasible 
option for shift is that the masses understand that they got us all fucked up Thanks. for so for so long we've been able to find solace in the identities the parts of us that give us power right so like straight black men can find power in being straight and being male you feel me poor straight black men can find power in being in being straight and being male right um queer white folks can find power in being white and being and being rich you feel me not even realizing that you still have other identities that will fall victim to this state once the once the victim once the state decides that that identity is the enemy yeah at any given time yo this state will choose whatever oppressed identity that you are that you have they can they can choose that to be the enemy right and right now the enemy is poor folks nigga <laughs> like because right? like, we know it's multiple shit working and, right and poor now. folks always gonna be enemy by nigga so any other so that's just at the just like ain't no way around it poor folks are always gonna be enemy you could try to find solace and and, and power and protection and whatever privileged identity you might hold at any given time but at the end of the day nigga when you poor i think so ain't no way around it that's just what they need to accept and I think that's why, like, even this this Bernard presidency presidential run shows you that, like, this fucking welfare capitalism, this welfare shit ain't going to do shit either, bro. So it's like Bernie ran a fucking platform based off of Medicare for all <laughs> and, you know, talked about, like, giving money to people and shit like that in some way, right? Not necessarily the same way as Yang and UBI and shit, but it's mm-hmm. like, nigga, look what Trump out to do. It's 1200 right now. A lot of niggas based off of that shit is going to vote for Mo. He gave everyone $1,200. Yeah. Obviously, that shit don't go nowhere. You feel me? Watch Trump start giving people health care and shit. Cutting health care shit. You all going to say that's progress? When you have a fascist doing, you know, <laughs> welfare capitalism? So, I think that's why this shit is going to be even more like that political education. Because it's like, damn, if a nigga like Trump give you, quote unquote, certain benefits now after this pandemic... Is y'all gonna fuck with him? Niggas gotta raise the bar. That's that's what it is. <laughs> you feel me? It's like hopefully niggas realize like, oh, niggas, all these niggas was out here trying to do the bare minimum in one way or another. You feel me? Anybody can can do this. This is not that radical, my nigga. If 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 again, if Trump is doing it, you know it ain't that radical. So maybe it's gonna force niggas to hold niggas to a higher. Yeah, standard. show you that Bernie was actually <laughs> the other side to the coin because Trump gonna make healthcare. Medicare for all, whatever. What are y'all gonna say now? That's why just focusing on two dollars. <laughs> y'all black faith. We're in, and th- and this is why I want us to hold niggas to a higher standard. By no means has PBO not had our bumps and bruises over the last week as we shifted from once a month to three times a week. But when you want to get something done, you find the solutions. And you find the resources. Nine of us have been able to acquire enough food and and funding to feed 200 meals or to hand out 20 meals every time we go out there. What? Why? Ha- the government has had no urgency in getting the, in getting the people what they need. In and this, not in even on a national level, but a fucking local level, nigga. Like they're literally closing the shelters. And cutting back on services which in we, Oakland, which we which we get because of like safety, right? But we there there like there is a way, like there if we found a way, we're gonna wear a mask, we're gonna cut, we're gonna make our shit smaller. Like there is, and we have a small ass budget compared to these big ass charities. You feel me? Like niggas are always gonna yeah. do ten meals a day. Like bro, if between nine if between nine of us if we're able to be able to to do two hundred meals, I know for a fact. The shelters didn't have to just close down. Cause we we feed about eight hundred people in two weeks, bro. I know, if not a thousand. I know, th- I know they don't have to just close down, bro. So again, it's just like it's show. It's sh- it, you got to judge folks by their actions, not what they're saying. What happened to the hotels? Libby went on a well uh, publicity run this morning, saying, "Oh, we have just acquired some hotels and shit." Okay, when are so you? So I look out. I look outside, and what what's happened to people outside? Niggas, niggas are still outside. You feel me? And, and the houseless camp that we serve is the biggest camp 
there is in West Oakland. Yeah. The area we in is the high, most highly concentrated of houseless people in West Oakland. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if they ain't getting the services, like, am I expected to think that y'all are giving services to other people if the main camp isn't being served first? Of course Quote, not. unquote. Right? You've all, we, what I've always heard from, like, smaller houseless encampments is that, like, people tend to go to the big ones first. So... If, if we, we know that for a fact like yeah. that's just what it is like and they're not doing that shit so it, it's really showing you know democrats and republicans you know libby chef she wanted to criticize trump and i'm like he was literally doing the same shit as trump what what is different what is different nothing because trump ended you know what did he say stop all evictions <laughs> That's the bare fucking minimum. You know, pause mortgage payments, whatever. Bare fucking minimum. What are you going to do to go above and beyond? But it's very clear that even these quote-unquote Democrats and these these so-called people, they ain't doing shit either. Like, the Democratic Party cannot be fucking saved. The Republican Party, we already know what that is, right? What is the left, exactly? When niggas be like... The left, nigga, we is the left, nigga. <laughs> we is leftist, nigga. That is not the left, bro. <laughs> that is the left some all. central white supremacist, centrist they terrorists, like, They got bro. that diet racism. <laughs> we need all of Oakland to come together in this time. Niggas are so useless, dog. Man, fuck you, Libby. I know you ain't listening, but fuck you. <laughs> Libby probably be listening. Probably some of her staffers. Fuck see what the fuck we saying. But I feel like... Yeah. Just understanding all the shit that America is still doing doing during this this time. It shows you exactly where its interests are. Niggas is still bombing Iraq. OPD is still fucking arresting sex workers during a sting operation during a pandemic. While y'all talking about releasing people from jail and you're saying, Oh, we're supposed to be you know, that's what's going on, but why are you having sting operations? Like for it don't seem sex like your goal is, is getting folks out of there. It seems like the goal is to get more folks in there. So you doing a sting? When obviously people need money right now. Yeah, it's it's a wild time. I don't know, bro. I just again we 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 gotta we gotta judge them by their actions, bro. They're gonna yeah. show us who they are over and over and over again. Yeah, we know where their priorities lie. And it shows you why this fucking, you know, quote-unquote free market system does not fucking work. <laughs> I mean, we always know, right? The yeah. free market, the market. Yeah. The market is supposed to save us, and, you know, the privatization of shit is going to help us. Like, nigga, you can't even get butt wipes. <laughs> you can't even get Clorox. You can't even get toilet paper, nigga. And niggas want to talk about the free fucking market. You have nurses, and shout-out to all the medical workers and shit, Niggas is putting trash bags on themselves in the fucking richest, most wealthiest country in the world. Niggas is putting fucking trash bags on themselves to stay protected Man, from COVID-19. Did you see what they gave uh, New York hospital workers? Bro, they gave them New York Yankee rain ponchos. What is PPE? What does that stand for? Protective equipment, I believe. Yeah, I think they was calling some it, shit I like think that. They be using PPE as a term, but like that's like this is this is our PPE. Yeah, let me see. I'm gonna Google it. I don't want to just you know leave you niggas hanging. Personal protective equipment. equipment. Yeah. So niggas is having <laughs> to fucking ponchos, giving bro. niggas ponchos to, and we're the so-called you know most capitalists in the the market is supposed to produce things in Don't times of like need 30, is it 3700 or 37 or 37 or 37000 to clothe a US army or like to completely uniform a US like um, one soldier a soldier yeah i, have no I think idea. it's like 3700 i'm pretty sure it don't yeah. cost that much to get niggas proper ppe protection like <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure. And it's we, either 3700 or 37000 I've I've seen that before. And we in a fucking mask shortage right now. So you're telling me, you know, quote, unquote, make America great again and our industry is strong and niggas can't even make fucking masks. Healthcare workers are having a protest because they're not having the right equipment and we're supposed to be, quote, unquote, the greatest country. <laughs> yeah, right. You have Cuba sending medical workers, nigga, through across the world. Cuba having an antiviral treatment that has actually been proven, you know, 
to help with the COVID-19 related symptoms. You have China sending ventilators, you know, throughout the world, sending medical supplies throughout the world. Oh, hell no, nigga. I was, I was hell off. Right. So you have all these socialist countries doing, look what they're doing. You feel me? And you have America still dropping bombs. America running fucking missile operations in the Philippine Sea. You feel me? Trying to intimidate China and shit. You be seeing so many tweets like, well, like niggas was so afraid of a dictatorship. Like we live in one. (laughs) Niggas be like, well, at least I'll take this over socialism. I'm like, y'all really have no clue what socialism is. You niggas don't know what socialism is, bro. Remember we was out to, bro. Remember we was was eating. We, We went out to dinner. This is before the shelter in place shit happened. And they was like, Bernie Sanders be up there talking about socialism and communism. Uh-uh. It was some black women. I'm like, y'all obviously don't know what that is. And it was, you know, you got to be kind. I don't want to interrupt niggas. It was like a Friday. I ain't going to interrupt nobody happy hour meal or whatever. But, like, this shit just shows me. And Bernie ain't even a fucking socialist, nigga. But it just shows me, like, <laughs> niggas have no idea what socialism is. Like, somebody, I asked somebody, I tweeted something about capitalism. It was like, I'm like, y'all still feel like capitalism after all this? And somebody's like, yeah, because my toilet paper is still my toilet paper. I'm like, nigga, first dog. of all, socialism ain't going to come into your house and take your fucking toilet paper, but that's nigga. But that's what U.S. propaganda has. Exactly. That's what capitalist that's propaganda has That's called a personal item, nigga. That's, that's what cap- <laughs> personal belonging. Capitalism has convinced people that socialism means me walking into your house, taking some of your shit, and now it's mine. But that's what the U.S. does to people anyway. Like, well, like how do you think that's how the U.S. works? I think we have all these fucking goods. <laughs> like, that's how the U.S. works. Exploitation. Colonialism. Niggas, I don't live in a dictatorship, nigga. People came in here and brought the military and told you, you can't leave your fucking house. What do you think that is, <laughs> nigga? What? It's the it's the dumbly. I don't know if I can say it's dumb ableist. Yeah. Okay. They want to say that. I'm sorry. Because I'm gonna use another another ableist term. We just got <laughs> some misinformed folks leading yeah. more misinformed. Not even misinformed. We just got misinformed folks. Being misinformed and spewing misinformed, misinformed take. shit. Yeah. Colonized minds spewing colonial logic. What I am happy about, though, as we've been talking shit again, which was, I think, a point of ours earlier on in the segment, was I'm just so motivated by how the people have been moving. The people have been putting, t- putting the power into their own hands, and it's always yeah. been our power. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to send love, solidarity. To all the folks that's out there, because many of us are still having to do this. Excuse me, while working, while working. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I know. I think something that often doesn't get talked. We know, we know about the mental wear and tear that organizing can take on you, right? But I think something that people don't often think about is like the physical shit. If you are physically able to like show up in the spaces where you need it, like my back is killing me. Like my back sore as fuck. My neck killing me. I wanted to work out today, but I'm like, fuck. Maybe I shouldn't put so much, so much stress on my body. I don't know how it's gonna respond in a couple of yeah. days. Um so I yeah, I just wanna send like, you know, a message of I don't know, a message of solidarity and, and motivation to like feel me. We ain't got no other choice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, we gotta we gotta fight. We ain't got yeah. no choice with this shit. So I know it get hard. Definitely. Lean on each other. We talk about mutual aid, nigga, you feel me? Lean in on your people. Show up for people the way that you can. Yeah. I think also something like that be noted, like we A B brought it up in our shit, which I thought was super important and I think we need to we need to push it forward is having you feel me a, some type of support person in your group right now whether that's we rotating or whatever but i think we got to be checking in on one another and seeing how we doing in this time because nigga we out here fighting for our lives we fighting for our lives right now we fighting for, fight our for our lives, lives and others. we fighting for people you feel me <laughs> you feel me so i think wallace i just i just hope you know we carry this shit with us every day like i'm being motivated right now having this conversation like, yeah. i'm ready to keep she going i think we both was feeling like low and Whatever before we started, but you know I'm, I'm reminded of why we doing what we doing, and I'm seeing like you know shout out to our good peoples in Atlanta, shout out to the people on the East Coast, New York that's doing their thing, and and, and and pushing that radical politic. Um, I feel like nigga we 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 train for this. Yeah, we just this what niggas been reading. And that's what all this theory was for, nigga. So was you feel me? And look, <laughs> put the, and put and the practice about, shoes on, man. About, when you talk about theory, look at it, this is another. It exposed motherfuckers too. It exposed yeah. people. It exposed to was just pushing it as a theory for retweets, pushing it as pushing these theories to to to, to grow their platform because niggas don't live radically. How you pushing a radical platform? And you don't Facts. live radically, my nigga. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. And this worked. It just even when this pandemic is over, 
the work don't stop. You feel me? That's all these mutual aid things that have you know popped off. Like now it's time to really keep pushing shit too. As those well. shits are no, those know? shit should not be reactive. You feel me? Like yeah. Shit should always be. These are not things that like this is shit, the, all these systems that we building right now need to stay in place. We gotta keep them. You feel me? Cause we gotta keep them. We keep us safe. The system does not keep us safe. The system exploits us. But we, our community, our people, we keep each other safe. Police don't keep us safe. Libby Shaft, Mayor Oakland don't keep us safe. The president sure as hell, whoever it is, don't keep us safe. But we do. And I'm definitely inspired by all the, you know, you know, construction workers standing up, medical workers standing up, you feel me? Everyone is standing you know, we have workers across the world who was beginning to start up, across the United States beginning to stand up. Whole Foods is on strike. Workers at Whole Foods. Trader Joe's workers are striking, you feel me? You know, uh, Instacart workers are striking. You know, and, and people need people need their rights, bro. Especially amongst a fascist regime that we have right now, is rights is going to be stripped away. We got to fight for our rights by whatever means we see necessary. We got so to. shout out to everybody. You feel me? Who was resisting and having those conversations? You feel me? And we got to educate our people on these systems because we cannot go back to this shit. Yeah, and I hope I hope folks is also, you know, I mentioned checking in on one another, but please, man, as cliche as all this shit sound, make sure y'all drinking y'all water. Real talk, nigga, I woke up with a fucking headache just because I was not drinking no fucking water. Right, you got to sure take care of yourself, y'all water, bro. Make sure y'all stretching, make niggas is praying, whatever you whatever you know that, that, that bring your spirits up, y'all got to do this shit in this time. Not for anybody, organizers and, and non-organizers, whatever, but, you know. We gotta preserve ourselves, y'all. This this Facts. a long fight. It was it was it started before us, and it's gonna keep going on after us. Yeah, and I'm grateful for everybody who supported us too. You know what I'm saying? Like hella black people's breakfast, Oakland. You know we wouldn't be able to do what we do in the field without the support of people donating. You feel me? And supporting the work we do. So I appreciate y'all for real. I know it was a rough one. You heard birds chirping, motherfuckers taking out their trash. Um, I might get a rental. For the next few weeks or something. So <laughs> if you hear if you hear better quality, it's because I've I've gotten my own car so that I can go to Blake's house strictly for hella black. Uh, hey, we're going to uh, this, this is fire, bro. We're going to start on. a rental tier. Yeah. <laughs> a rental tier. Tap in with Adi. They, they seem to be helping organizers these days. I might need to tap in. You feel me? This episode 69. Uh, going to say? Episode 69. Shout out, y'all. Hella black. To tap to, into I this next to, part. Oh, my episode. God. We need to extend it. Go to our patreon.com slash hellbackpod. We got bees attacking niggas and shit, man. It's free to bees, man.